Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number two of Revelation chapter 20, and we're going to be reading the first three verses. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now last time we were commenting on the thousand years, and that thousand years represented the completion of Satan's binding, which worked out in actual time, over the course of 1955 years, from 33 A.D. through 1988 A.D. was the 1955-year period that Satan was bound. And during that time, God established the church age and established his word, the Bible, all over the earth and the nations of the world. And God brought in the first fruits that Revelation 14 mentioned, the 144,000 first fruits unto God, and that number typified all those that God saved during the church age. We don't know the uh, actual number of how many were saved, but it was much more than in the Old Testament, although not as many people were saved as we might have thought. Uh, God saved the the best for last in regards to salvation for the little season of the great tribulation and and the little season is also mentioned here in verse 3 that uh, satan had been cast into the bottomless pit shut up and and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and the word fulfilled means filled up or finished, expired until the set time that God had established. And again, it wasn't a literal thousand years, but the number 1,000, just like the number 10 or 100 or any multiple of 10, pointed to the completeness of what is in view. And in this case, it's the completeness of Satan's binding. And, and so Satan was bound till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And this is after the church age, after the uh, period of the early reign in which the first fruits are gathered in. Then comes the time of Satan's loosing. And uh, as it says also in verse 7 of Revelation 20, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. 
So, so God is consistent in saying this. Satan is bound a thousand years, and at the point of the end of the thousand years, he will be loosed. And uh, as, as we would read, uh, if we continued on in verse 8 of this same chapter, then Gog and Magog goes out to uh, gather um, the the nations to battle. And, and in other places, when we read of Satan's loosing or his ascension, his ascending up out of the depths of the bottomless pit, he comes against the camp of the saints, uh, which you, you could see in Revelation 11 and Revelation 13. And he overcomes them. So all of the language of, of Satan's victory over the corporate church over um, the place that that had been identified with the Bible, the churches and congregations of the world, that occurs once he is loosed. He he could not overcome the church completely until God allowed it and God permitted it. God kept him sealed up and would not permit it until the proper point was reached in God's um, program of times and seasons. And and then uh, again it says, after that he must be loosed a little season. And here we have two Greek words. The Greek word um, uh, translated as little, which is mikros, Strong's number 3398. And, and you can hear the similarity with micros and micro um, uh, from microscopic and also season which is chronos uh, strong's number 5550 from which we would get the word chronology it, it relates to time a little season micros chronos and these two words as far as i can tell are only found together um, four times uh, in the New Testament. It might be more because I I looked up each word individually and this is all I was able to find. If you do find somewhere else, please let me know. Um, and, and by the way, anyone listening to these studies can send an email to ebiblefellowship at juno.com commenting. And you can... You can um, criticize and you can say, now you, you weren't right and here's why and, and offer correction with a Bible verse or anything you would like to comment on at all. And, and so if you do find another place where these two words, micros, chronos, are used together in the New Testament, then I, I would appreciate if you did send an email to ebiblefellowship at juno.com. And uh, let me know where it is. But here are the four places I found. One uh, is here in Revelation 20, verse 3. And the little season, these two words, which identifies with Satan's loosing. And therefore, the little season, as we put all the information together, all the biblical information, is referring to the Great Tribulation. It's referring to the time at the end of the church age. The Bible 
indicates that that time after Satan is loosed is called the, the Great Tribulation. And the Great Tribulation is identified with a little season. So we, we could say the Great Tribulation is a little season. Or we could say the little season is the Great Tribulation. They're, um, they're interchangeable. Well, these two words are found again only four times, once here and another time in John chapter 7. In John 7 and beginning in verse 33. It says, Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while, and, and those two words, little while, are a translation of the same two Greek words, micros chronos, yet a little while or a little season. Am I with you? And then I go unto him that sent me. Now, Christ is speaking, and the context of John 7 is going to the Feast of Tabernacles, and and Christ at one point says that his time is not yet come, um, is not yet full come to go to the feast, and then he goes. And, uh, and then this is also the chapter, actually a few verses from there, from, from verse 33 in verse 37, where Jesus will make reference to the last day, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's at that point he, uh, he says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. So the context leads into the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, which identifies with the last day of time on earth. Because the last day of Tabernacles relates to the last day in which God raises up his people in the resurrection and the rapture. And, and spiritually, that's what Christ had in view when he says, I go not yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. The spiritual fulfillment of the last day of tabernacles is the end of the world and the time of the resurrection and the rapture. And, and so it, it's, uh, significant that in the language leading up to verse 37, which that last day phrase ties in with the end of the world, that we read of a little season or a little wild in which Christ says, I am with you. Uh, he's, he's with them for the little season. And, and that's true and very accurate spiritually during the the Great Tribulation, the little season of the Great Tribulation, Christ was with his people. He was in the world and actually extremely active in the world as he um, brought forth the latter rain outside of the churches and the congregations and saved the great multitude of people out of the nations of the world. And so, Yes, Christ was present during the little season. And then he says in verse 34 of John 7, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am thither ye cannot come. Now let let me back up and read both verses together again. Yet a little while, or a little season, am I with you, 
And then I go unto him that sent me. That is, I'm with you for the little season of the great tribulation, but following that. And then I go unto him that sent me. That is, the great tribulation comes to an end, as it did on May 21, 2011, after the 23 exact years, the 8,400 days, and then God brought Judgment Day, and and the Spirit of Christ left the world insofar as salvation was concerned. God ceased to evangelize the earth. He ceased to save sinners, and and the light of the gospel ceased to shine in the world. That, that's why it says immediately after the tribulation, the sun is dark and the moon does not give its light and the stars fall and there's no more light. There's no more gospel light. So um, here Christ is saying, I'm with you for the little season, but then I go unto him that sent me. And then in verse 34, you shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. You will seek, but not find. And and that is saying a lot. That is saying, uh, remember what, what the Bible said in the book of Isaiah? Seek the Lord while he may be found. There God is indicating, seek God because there is a time in which he may be found. Or, uh, to put it another way, seek the Lord because there's a day of salvation wherein possibly you may be saved. Because God did provide a time in the world in which he was saving sinners and he encouraged people, he beckoned to people, called upon them to to seek him. And in Zephaniah chapter 2, God said, seek the Lord before the day come. Remember, let me just quickly turn there in Zephaniah. Uh, it's Habakkuk and then Zephaniah 2 in verse 2. Before the decree bring forth, before the day passes the chaff, before the fierce anger of Jehovah come upon you, before the day of Jehovah's anger come upon you, Seek ye Jehovah before, before, before. Don't, don't bother to seek him after. Don't do it then because seek the Lord or seek Jehovah while he may be found. And Jesus is saying, yet a little while am I with you during that little season of the great tribulation. That was the time before Judgment Day come, before the door of heaven shut, before the light of the gospel go out, before God ended his salvation program. But now, as Jesus is indicating, he was with the world. Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. He returns in the sense that he has accomplished the purpose God sent him to accomplish of saving a people for himself and now he is he is gone the the day of salvation has concluded uh and it is at an end and yet people are still living 
They're still on the earth, living in the world. And, and that's exactly what has happened since May 21, 2011. And churches continue to encourage people and others outside of churches, other ministries continue to encourage people. Go to God. Go to Him. And, and He's very merciful. And, and they say that, uh, because there's still a literal physical sun in the sky and a 24 hour day period, they wrongly uh, assume it's still the day of salvation and they uh, falsely tell people God is still saving and give false encouragement to them to seek the Lord now after the little season, after the great tribulation, and yet Christ will have an answer and this is his response to the church and to any ministry or any individual that tells others to seek the Lord today at this time, ye shall seek me. Yes, that's true. There are those knocking at the door presently saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. Ye shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. Ye will seek me, but not find me because the day of salvation has ended and, and there, there's no way that you can, uh, open up that door that God has shut and, and you cannot change God's program of times and seasons. You cannot turn the day of judgment into the day of salvation. You cannot make the days after the tribulation, uh, the days of the tribulation. We are living in a different era, a different time period, and it's one in which God has ended saving sinners. And, uh, you know, th- this verse, that you will seek me and not find me, is similar to Revelation chapter 9. In Revelation 9, early in in that chapter, the Lord speaks of the sun being darkened. At the end of verse 2, as the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit, and that's immediately after the tribulation, immediately after the little season, the sun is darkened. And in this context, after the Lord is speaking of the locusts and the torment they bring for five months, he says in verse 6, And in those days, those days, remember Mark thirteen twenty four tells us, in those days after that tribulation. And, and that fits perfectly with the account here. This is speaking of the time when the sun is darkened. And the sun is darkened after the tribulation. Well, again, here in Revelation 9, 6, And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Now, if you you substituted Christ for death, it would match up with what we just read in John chapter 7, verse 34, that you shall seek me and shall not find me. But, This is saying, in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. 
and actually we can make the substitution for Christ. Because one thing men are very good at finding is death. Because the wages of sin is death. And men, in their sin, uh, they they find death all the time. And uh, if anyone's thinking men, there'll be a time when men cannot find physical death, well, it's it, that won't be in this world. While this world is ongoing, people can find death very well every day in a thousand different ways. Death comes to man. And people seek it with with drugs and alcohol, with um, their sinful lifestyles. They're, they're seeking death. Some uh, actually commit suicide, and they're able to do it. So it cannot be that God is speaking of man seeking a physical death. It must be a spiritual death that that's in view, and that relates to uh, Romans chapter 6, let me turn there to make sure that I say it right. In Romans 6, it says in verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Salvation brings identification with Christ's death. Because it, it, if we become saved, it means we were in him from the foundation of the world. And... and and our sins were laid upon him and he died for us and and therefore we are completely identified with his death well that's the the death that uh, revelation 9:6 is referring to in those days shall men seek death or uh, seek to identify with the with the death of Christ as Christ died for man's sins and shall not find it. It's saying exactly the same thing as John 7.34. You will seek me and shall not find me. And, and, and that's because the little season is over. And now it's in those days after that tribulation wherein Christ cannot be found in regards to salvation. Now also we read in John chapter 9 and We've talked about this before, but let's see how it fits with what we're saying now. In John 9, beginning in verse 3, Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And, and Christ is referring to a blind man. He was asked the question, Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he's born blind? And Jesus said, um, Neither this man nor his parents, but but he's born blind in order that, that the works of God should be made manifest in him because Christ will give him sight. And that's a picture of salvation. And, and so um, the works of God, uh, if we, we won't turn there, but if you look at John 6.29, uh, 
are explained to be, this is the work of God that ye believe. The work of God is belief or salvation. That's the work of Christ. The, the faith of Christ is what saves. And then Jesus says in verse 4 of John 9, I must work the works of him that sent me. That is the work that ye believe. I must perform the work of saving sinners, in other words, that sent me while it is day. While it is day. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And when will he be found concerning salvation? While it is day, Christ performs the work of saving sinners. Then it goes on to say, The night cometh when, when is a time reference, when no man can work. And who is the man that cannot work when it is night? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one doing the work of the one that sent him, which is that ye believe while it's day, during the day of salvation, but there's coming a time. There's coming a time, and that would be after the little season of great tribulation. That That's what John 7 was speaking of. Let me read it, read that again in John 7, 33. Yet a little while, a little season, am I with you? And then I go unto him that sent me. He shall seek me and shall not find me. Once he goes and the little season's over. And now in John 9, 4, uh, Christ is saying he'll work the works of him that sent me during the course of the day while it's day. But then he goes on to say, The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world as long as I'm in the world. That's that's the light of the gospel. And the light of the gospel shine brightly, saving sinners throughout the day of salvation until the great tribulation ended. And then God put out the light of the gospel. He ended the day of salvation. And when the sun is darkened, immediately after the tribulation, and the moon does not give its light, and the stars even fall from heaven, we have spiritual nighttime. A time in which Christ can no longer work the time that follows the little season. Well, there's another reference, actually two more references to Little Season we'll look at in our next study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.